Hello, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the Temple of TV show. That's right, we've got a theme song as well. There's a different theme for this show. Uh, on this week's episode, we've got Samson and myself talking X-Files. We're catching up on three missed episodes that we were supposed to do weekly, but chose not to for whatever reason. There are better things to do, I think, than watching some of these lackluster episodes, but you'll find out more if you continue to listen to the Temple of TV show. It's time to find out if the truth is out there. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the Temple of TV show. We're back this week with the X-Files, except we're kind of like two or three weeks late, I think. Yeah, we did miss a couple of episodes there. Yeah. We were going to do it weekly, but we kind of just didn't. And now we're three weeks. Oh, it's three weeks because we did the first episode. Yeah, but they're airing them weirdly in Australia. They aired the first two in the same week and then the next one. So that's our excuse. Well, yes. we have no excuse, and so what we've done today, on this this hallowed day of Kanye West releasing The Life of Pablo. A.K.A. Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day, and also All-Star Weekend for the NBA. What a great weekend. It's been a great day. Yeah, it really has. Because, um, yeah, we sat down and we binged the last, is it... Two X-Files Two, episodes. yeah, we watched the last two X-Files episodes. Mm. And then mm. came up to do this. How yeah. good is that? So good. All right. So we're going to do, we're going to kind of go through the three episodes, right? I don't yes. even, I hardly remember what happened in episode two. Episode three was excellent. And episode four, I was on Snapchat the whole time. So you're going to have to probably run the show with that. But yeah, look, I'll see what I can do. Let's, um, let's kick it off then. So episode two was uh, Founders Mutation. And it was God awful. Yeah. It was God awful. Like it was actually terrible. Well, I, I hardly I, remember what happened in it. Yeah, well, that's that's the, isn't that the marker of something that's just awful that's happened to you that you're like I don't even I don't, I can't even recall it I've repressed every memory I have of it I just remember hating life I don't know if it was like a memory repression though because like I was just like <laughs> or you just ejected the- it you've put yeah. all the memories into the garbage bin and then like of your memory and then tipped your garbage bin out like deleted it permanently. Deleted. It's a really weird metaphor. I was thinking of my brain like a computer, you know? I do have to take the garbage out tonight. Thanks for reminding me. Oh, that's all right. That's what I'm here for. Okay. So, Founders Mutation kind of follows on a little bit from episode one. I I mean, these episodes have have all been very standalone. There's no real continuity other than maybe just obviously Mulder and Scully and the relationship. I think episode four, the... You're jumping ahead, man. You're jumping ahead. No, 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 no. Listen to my train of thought. (laughs) Uh, episode four has kind of a callback to the their kid or something like that, but we'll get back to that soon. So in Founders Mutation, I can't even remember what fucking happens except um, there's like a high pitched thing. Yeah, and lots of weird kids. And lots of wait, the ki- were kids in it? Yeah, there was weird kids, deformed kids. In it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because yeah. they go through the lab and yeah. Scully's like hello, and the kids are like hello, and the kids <laughs> got like a I don't know fucking alien head or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think. I thought that the through line was going to be this something to do with that with Joel McHale's character, but um, and he and he made an appearance in episode two, didn't he? No, no, he didn't. No. Oh, not according to Wikipedia. We've got the Wikipedia pages. Maybe we should have rewatched it, but then I don't want to put myself through that again. But I, I, I kind of feel like I got less out of. Founders mutation. Actually, no. Okay, I got more out of Founders mutation in terms of people talking about 
the X Files being its strongest when it talk when it does its mm. mythology and it does its whole creep of the week. Kind of like what Fringe did. I well, I suppose Fringe took off what X Files. Monster of the week, you mean? Yeah, Monster of the week, Freak of the week, whatever. Yeah. Um, you get an idea of that structure and how the show operates mm. with the kind of monster of the week. Even though I don't really feel like there was a resolution to this, except the guy escapes after screaming at people. Yeah, a lot of um, a lot of the monster of the week things in the original X Files X Files series aren't resolved. But I think that that's on purpose. I think that they on purpose don't fully resolve everything because I think that that's like a, well, that's life. Not everything can be tied up in a nice, neat little box and presented to you on Valentine's day. You know, like it's just not like that. And I think that that is perfectly fine. But um, yeah, I think for me, the strongest episodes of the original X-Files series were the ones that all contributed to the wider mythology of, you know, this Illuminati, you know, thing that's basic. It was basically like trying to say the Illuminati existed before. Like, the Illuminati was like this big worldwide internet meme. hilarious meme. Um, it was basically what they were trying to point to that there was some secret um, body above the government that's keeping secrets. Yeah. And um, everything that contributed to that was really, really, I, I felt, were always the best episodes of The X-Files. Mind you, there were some excellent Monster of the Week episodes, but I just get the feeling that, like, it's not contributing anything to the wider mythology, so it can get a bit boring. Uh, but in saying that, the third episode, what was that called again? Mulder and Scully Meet the Wear Monster. Yeah. This was just... That was literally just a, a parody of the show. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, it was a absolutely. Funny episode. It was yeah, it was hilarious. I normally like Rise Darby, but he, I don't, I think he was the not the funniest in the episode. I'm sorry, Rise. I don't find Reese Darby that funny. I th- oh, oh, I He's don't know Rise Darby. Is that how you? It's Reese. Reese. R R H Y S is Reese. Oh well, uh, whatever. Rise. Sorry, R- Rise. R Y E S Darby. Sorry, Reese. Uh, Rise Derby Sorry mate Um, No I felt like he's he's a funny guy I think he's kind of funny But he just was like the least funny In this episode Um, I think think Fox and Dana Are like hilarious in this episode And it got a little bit too Wink wink where so self Self referential in it But they pulled it They always pulled it back in And um that I think it was a really great episode. And I almost wish that the whole reboot was like that. That it was – because it just felt like – you're right. It felt like a parody that they had actually gotten the actual actors to do and everyone was just in on the joke and there for, for a good time. Yeah, I think everyone you, – you, you got a real sense that everyone was actually genuinely enjoying themselves. Yeah, and I um, think that was that was so visible that everyone was having such a great time. And, oh, that's the episode that the guy who runs the X-Files Files podcast was in. Yeah. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name because I'm obviously awful at it. But he was in it and he was great. Oh, Kumail Nanjiani. Yeah, yeah. He runs a great podcast. If he heard me say that, I would die because he's great and the podcast is great and everyone should listen to it. It's called the X-Files Files. Well, I think the strength of the episode <laughs> is that, like, there's... You talk about it being wink, wink and self-referential and there's yeah. like this kind of running joke with Mulder with his mobile phone and taking photos and the score of the episode itself yeah. kind of plays a little bit like 
a horror like a hot like a what you'd expect a horror movie to sound yeah. like. So there's all of these really kind of like striking uh, string instruments that are popping in and popping out, like yeah. when Mulder's getting chased. Um, it's great. There's that very yeah. the very last scene where um, Reese 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 Darby. Yeah, like what did Reese's he call pieces. him? Uh, the <laughs> his his character's name was Guy Man. Guy Man turns uh, spoiler turns back into the lizard thing mm. and runs off into the woods, and then they kind of do this pan out shot on Mulder. And uh, he's like, yeah, I'm glad I met you too, man. And it's got like this sort of undertony, spooky, like weird music playing. It was amazing. It I was did, just I, absolutely I did perfect. like the little bits of, it's not even matter, I suppose, but the fact that Mulder's mobile uh, ringtone is X-Files. Oh, yeah. That's so good. Mm, that's, perfect. I, I like you listen to it and you're like, ah, there it is. And like, whatever. So good. But. And even even Scully, uh, well, you know, I, I told I was talking to you while we we're watching it, and Scully kind of takes a back back seat in this episode. She does because it comes a one on one with Mulder and Guy Man, and they're just talking, and he's reciting like how he turned into a human. Yeah, because it's that the could reverse. Have, they could have cut the fat on that, but I didn't mind that. Yeah, it wasn't the worst. It wasn't as bad as episode two. It wasn't as bad as Founder's Mutation. And I wish Dana was in it more because she is hilarious. Like, Gillian Anderson is so funny. But um, they did that, like, hilarious, like, ooh, sex scene thing. She was great in that. Oh, with with Reese. With with Reese. Rise? (laughs) I think you mean Rise. Rise Darby. Rise Darby. But I, I thought it was... It was really good because it it is a mo- like a monster of the week. Yeah. But it reminded me a little bit of Stargate episode in season four called oh, wow. Window of Opportunity. <laughs> and there's it's kind of what Star Wars Stargate did was it obviously was what it wasn't so much like monster of the week, but it was planet of the week or race of the week or whatever. Oh, like enemy of the week, like yeah, it was just a different yeah replicators, ghouls, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And Window of Opportunity. It doesn't really parody, but it was the first kind of super mm. comedy episode um, that the show had done at the time. And what had happened was is they, they go in an infinite loop um, through the Stargate and they basically yeah. replay things over and over and they become start to become aware of what's going on. So instead of forgetting about it, the characters oh, start cool. becoming aware that they're going on a loop. So they just start fucking around like... One That's of them, so cool. like it's it's a it's such a funny episode because they just they totally fuck with the Stargate base. They totally fuck with like everything. Yeah. And like you finally see O'Neill and Carter like kiss because it's kind of like a little romance thing that they've been doing, but they never do it. But in the context of that, it's not like oh they've just done it. It's because oh they kiss like finally you've seen them. Cause, actually, I don't even think they. I don't. Oh, I can't remember. Anyway, but I, I got the similar sense mm. where everyone was like oh wow like they got the script for it. They do the table read and they were going. Well, this is actually a completely different thing, like for us to do at this point. Like, yeah. I feel like Mulder and Scully meet the Were Monster. It feels a little bit out of place, given the tone of the first two, and then even the tone of the fourth. Because it is, it is out of place. But I, that's the tone, because they're not following on with as clearly with some big overarching thing. But in saying that, um. 
when, you know, the X-Files was actually getting released, they had, you know, the whole 24 episodes or whatever they did in every season. And they did that often where there would be that overarching story. And then like in the middle of the season, you wouldn't be getting any new information on it. It's all the monster of the week stuff. So I feel like they're just trying to replicate exactly what the old series was like, but because it's on a smaller scale, six Mm. episodes, it feels a little bit weird. But um, I guess they're kind of just, I guess it's just, you know, a homage to the the way that they actually treated the X-Files. But um, just on your Stargate note, the X-Files did, a, did an episode like that where um, they... Well, they're it, in a time loop. Or like time a, loop, yeah. yeah. And I think it may have been someone with like a power that kept replaying something because um, there was a bank robbery and maybe I think the robber was like her partner and they, the robber kept dying. And so she kept replaying it and like, yeah, it was very cool. I love, I love episodes that do the groundhog day thing. There's a lot of, I think like season, like television in the nineties and moving into the noughties was like, at the time it was very, there was no real serialized aspect. No, because they used to play it out of order. I I was, I think maybe I heard this in the X-Files files files, that they used to, they used to just play it out of order because they could never guarantee that you would be watching things religiously week to week. Like that just wasn't where audiences were at. So they would mm. just play random ones, which is why the monster of the week stuff happened and why it's it, sometimes it can seem so weird to be like, why am I watching five episodes of monster of the week? Mm. Because I, I think as well, the idea was that, um, you're just making these episodes and you don't know that they're ever going to be watched ever again because that as also wasn't the way audiences were working. No one was going out and buying VHS, you know, box sets or... or well, you um, don't have DVD. DVR or you don't have... A- yeah, because it would have been expensive to buy all that and to produce it. And so mm. I think that it was like a very select few who may have ever ha- like watched it again or taped it to watch it again. And like with the rise of DVD and now Netflix and all that kind of thing and pirating, it's like all this stuff is available to everyone. So like all these TV newer TV shows are so about... You have to watch it all in order and no spoiler alerts, all that kind of stuff. No, I but- kind of miss that aspect of TV now, though, because I used to... Well, I kind of do and I kind of don't because Monster of the Week makes you go, okay, well, I can tune in whenever I want. But it also means that you watch it and you do kind of get a satisfaction of plot where it starts, has a middle and finishes. Yeah. So I don't really lo- watch a lot of Monster of the Week shows. Like I, like, I watch Flash and all that kind of stuff, but it's... It's something that's it's a rarity now that like social media has changed and the fact that you can make podcasts about it and make blog posts about TV shows and yeah. it's so easily accessible that having a serialized mm. story means that um you can like you can tell it and people can tune in and probably will tune in like the net like Netflix pretty much every Netflix show but bar maybe Master of None has a through line of uh, of narrative arc. So, yeah. except, I mean, there's obviously um, uh, Aziz Ansari's storyline with um, uh, Rachel, whatever her name is, and that starts in episode two and then it goes to episode 10 or whatever. Yeah, but, but it's, it's weaker. But I think they can do that in, in comedies. Where, like, yeah, oh, you like, can. Most yeah, of the time, comedies, comedies are, are mm. situational and it's like, yeah. oh, okay, yeah, there's no real... Uh, you've got your relationships that carry over, but you don't yeah, have Yeah, it's else. about the relationships that are carrying over rather than something like The X-Files where it's more of a drama that has comedy elements. There, You know, in, if it was made now, 
you wouldn't you probably wouldn't see monster of the week episodes and that's why it's I'm still very thankful that it was made when it was made and that they are, they have done a Monster of the Week episode. Um, but then the – is it the fourth episode, Home Again? Yeah, so, like, with yeah. the serialised stuff, they, the the carryover, like I was saying before, yeah. the carryover of um, Mullen and Scully's kid that they gave up for adoption because I think it's the first or second episode that she has or they both have the flashbacks or flash-forwards or dreams or whatever you I think you that might them. be the second episode. I think that's Maybe, stuff yeah. that was happening I and I literally could not tell whether it was flashbacks or dreams or both. It was weird. But, yeah, Home Again is sort of like a monster of the week plus trying to, like, ease its way back into some sort of overarching storyline. I didn't particularly find it that strong. I, I, like I said, you know, I was mucking around on my phone, but... Because I did, it was I wasn't, kind of boring. I wasn't particularly attracted. There was the Tim Duncan and Philadelphia 76ers joke, which I lost it because that was a real, that was a Yeah, can you explain burn. that joke to okay, me? Okay, so Mulder is, he's, measure, uh, he's doing like a height measurement for yep. the, these video cameras and he says it's about Tim Duncan height. Now, Tim Duncan, I think is like seven. Actually, I'm going to do a quick Google. Tim Duncan is like, I think yeah. maybe seven for, one. For background for you, Mulder is like... And um, sort of like one of those American guys. And I'm pretty sure he's super into baseball. I think the character's into baseball. And he's definitely into basketball as well. Yeah. Because there's some older episodes where he's like playing basketball legitimately. And I forget what jersey he was wearing. But anyway, that's, a, that's, a, that's but on a side. He, he, <laughs> he says Tim Duncan, who plays for the Spurs. And he's mm. like one of the greatest I know players that guy. of all time. And um, he's like 6'11". So he's talking about the height of this yeah. video camera. Yeah. And he's like, it's about Tim Duncan height. And then he says something, but like this, uh, he says something about the 76ers or having like a record bad season. Like they're terrible. They're a terrible team. Mm. Um, and they, uh, and then he says they can't even reach the rim, even though that's kind of sort of a lie because all like half of their team is just full of centers who are like seven foot tall. So they could touch the rim with no issues, but it's a huge sick burn because the 76 is a total shit. So. Yeah. Cause they can't sink the ball. No. Like it doesn't matter if you can, yeah. like if you which can't is, put the ball in the hole. Which like. is, it's a quality burn. I think oh, it's a quality NBA burn. Yeah. That's Look probably that. generally Our it. two great loves coming together. Yeah. For me, Gillian Anderson, for you, basketball. Fantastic. Yeah, but it's just like a throwaway. Although yeah. I watching Parks and Rec again, there's a lot of references that they get to basketball now. Oh, we're gonna have to go back and watch that together, and then do a big podcast about that. But um, back to home again. The episode that we're supposed to be talking we about. We should just talk about NBA. Let's do. It. Let's change <laughs> this to an podcast. NBA podcast. So the All Star Weekend. I'm just gonna... <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, home um, again is kind of weak. The, the emotional stuff that. Gillian Anderson has this really strong. Oh, absolutely. I think that she's a fantastic actress, but that's, I'm biased. I love her. Um, like, legitimately. But talking her. about her in this episode, yeah. she is the strongest part. Oh, for sure. Even though I'm not really connected to her and her mother and all that kind mm. of stuff. The fact that, then spoiler alert again, like her mother dies, and then the first thing she says is she's like, get me to fucking work. Yeah. And I'm kind of like, that's a, like, that's a sick, that's a really good character piece for someone like me where I'm kind of like, okay, she understands. Like, she doesn't want to grieve right now. She wants to divert attention somewhere else yeah. and she wants to go to work. I thought it was quite cool. I thought yeah. that was really and nice. And it was so – it was lovely for them to, in those moments as well, throw back to when – gosh, it must have been like – I think it was like season two where Scully was in her big coma and she – like, Fox was – 
like wrecked over that Mm. and it was in like yeah the really early seasons and they did all the flashbacks to that and that was really nice i think like the monster the band-aid nose man how ridiculous is that name that's the stupidest thing i've yeah and trash man i feel like that's really lazy that's like that feels like a placeholder name that they've put in the script so it's like band-aid nose man because they've kind of sort of designed it in their head and then they've written it and they've gone they've like basically pushed the script to to yep. lock and then it goes uh yeah shit we forgot to name it uh whatever we can't do a final place because your scripts are locked for shooting so you can't do anything about it probably but band-aid but- nose man is it's a mouthful for a start yeah, and it just it's silly, and it's not um, in the same tone as the previous episode where everything was supposed to be silly because, haha, isn't that funny? Like, that's just not the tone of the episode, so it didn't sit very well. But, man, yeah, you're right. All of the mother stuff, all of the flashbacks, all the stuff about their kid, that was well, great. Yeah. That was 10 out of 10, and I think that hopefully the last two episodes um, keep coming back to all of those sorts of... Um, more emotional places because that's going to, I feel like for me as a fan, that's going to like make me really feel like this was for something. So where do you feel like it's going to go with the last two episodes? Well, in the, um, in the trailers and all the kind of marketing coming up with it, I swear this, the smoking man was in the first episode or episode two, wasn't he? Yeah. The smoking man is coming back. And I think they've just like kind of teased the smoking man. Yeah, he's def- he's definitely in it because remember he sm- smoked his cigarette through that throat thing that he oh, had. Oh, that was hilarious. Yeah, I pissed. It was great. So I think it was either episode one or two that he did that. It was hilarious. But yeah, then they've obviously dropped it and done two Monster of the Week episodes, whatever. But they have to come back to it because uh, the Smoking Man is like the ultimate villain in the world. So Smoking Man has to come back. Um, Joel McHale might come back. Otherwise, why? More why about that character? We would like originally so much why. Well, I thought and if he, he was having like a huge impact on the show. Like he was, like it was a big yeah. thing to have him on the show. And then he's in it for an episode, and that's it. He's not yeah. in episode two. I can't. I can't believe he's not even in Wait, episode two. Episode? I can't. I don't think he's in episode two. I think it's just. Is this so ridiculous that they would even bring that character in, and then not have him again? So hopefully he comes back just so that I can hopefully try and understand what the hell is the deal with that character. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm excited to see the smoking man and to see what um, what role he's going to play in the whole thing um, and where this whole my child stuff goes. Well, they've left. They, I feel like they're probably going to leave it a bit open because I, this is listed as a miniseries, but now it's listed as the 10th season. So I have a feeling that Fox will probably bring it back depending on availability from for mm. uh, th- those two. Um, like, Fox will probably bring it back because it's rating pretty well consistently. Like, it's 8 million viewers, which is pretty good for Fox. And I think... I don't know what it's like overnights and all that kind of stuff are, but I imagine it's pretty strong because people are still kind of tuning in. But I don't know whether... I feel like it's going to be left open at least because I don't know how the series ends or the season nine ends. Neither do I. Yeah, because you haven't seen it. No, I can't. Just season seven, so bad. But um, just chug through it. Who cares? Just put it on and then like do other important things. Yeah, that's true. Well, in any case, I've already answered your question. So. Oh okay. Uh. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So we've only got two episodes to go. Mm. 
So that'll be interesting at least. But we'll be back. I think we'll, we'll, we won't do episode by episode now. I think we'll wait the last two fin- episodes finish and then yeah. we'll come back and do this. Yeah, I feel like this worked better because we had more stuff to actually compare and, and deal with. So I think that was really good. Yeah, it's a shame the episodes just weren't overly interesting. I don't know whether it's just my me not connecting with it. That probably just blew out the mic. I don't know whether it's me just not connecting with the the episodes. I connected with episode three because that was was genuinely funny at times. And it was really lighthearted to see, you know, and like like a lizard running around in tidy whities and all that kind of stuff. Funny. Um, which is like yes. Walter White, Breaking Bad. <laughs> oh, are they connected? Oh, well, that's what, actually, thing. you know what? That's why I asked who the who wrote that episode because I had a feeling it might have been him. <laughs> well, he was. I, he has no writing credits for this season. I already checked. Oh, okay. But I think he's there as a consultant because Chris, Chris Carter was like, dude, you did Breaking Bad, so lol, lol please come back. Yeah, because like he, I mean, one I of his... Vince Gilligan on my fucking writing stuff. Yeah, because isn't that one of his like claim to fame? Like Vince Gilligan used to write for the X-Files. How good is the, must the X-Files be? <laughs> I'm pretty sure the X-Files harbors like a pantheon of good TV writers. Uh, yeah. Same I'm, with um, I'm not, The Office. I'm not big on writers like as in knowing who they are and where they've gone and everything. But yeah, I think it's like kind of common, like a, an understood, agreed upon fact that it's like so many writers came from the X-Files. Yeah. Well, Okay, we're going to wrap it up because I, don't, I think we've gone for like half an hour. So. Wrapped that baby up. We've got to go and listen to Life of Pablo. Yes, we are. We could we do are. like a podcast about that. Yeah. Just like ex- review Life straight of Pablo. Yeah. Like do like a, yeah, why not? Yeah. That'd... I love doing podcasts. So yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> addicted to podcasts. Life of Pablo. Yeah, well, I am because I've got nothing to do while I'm at the gym because I go to the gym now. So Yeah, look, podcasts are amazing. So We are. We we will we'll probably do one about Kanye West, but anyway, let's let's <laughs> let's wrap it up. So, as always, guys, thank you f- so much for listening. Um, you can get us at facebook.com forward slash definitely not popcorn. Hugh and Tom still haven't done their job and updating the Facebook, and if they're listening to this, to this, if they which they probably won't, you need to do that because I'm doing all the work. So get to it. And we've also got artgalleryfunknight.com, which has some really awesome articles on there. I just posted an article about. Jay Diller and his masterpiece donuts. And we've got a few things coming from Sam and one from a friend of mine, Seth, who's doing an opinion piece on video games, which is really cool. Um, we'll probably be back uh, probably in two weeks with our X-Files wrap up. We'll, go, we'll do like a life of Pablo one after or something. I don't know. And, um, I don't know what's coming for TV. We might do a Netflix special or something. I don't know, but we'll see how it yep, goes. Get them podcasts, inject them directly get, into your veins. We got to get the content going. Yeah. Content is king these days. And it also, is. I want to like rival Bill Simmons. So, I don't know who that is, but I'll fight for you, babe. So Basketball. Anyway, doesn't okay, matter. Sure. All right. We're going to wrap it up, guys. Thank you so much for listening as usual. We will see you in like a week. Or oh, actually, no, we will see you tomorrow. We've got Deadpool. We're recording a Deadpool episode tonight because we've all seen Deadpool and it was surprisingly good. But you will find out more if you watch Definitely Not Popcorn Show in after this. I don't know. But anyway, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you in very soon. Soon? I don't know. Bye. <laughs>